you're welcome to Mountain Springs Church Podcast, a podcast that brings you life-giving teachings and sermons from our church leadership. We hope that as you listen, you will be blessed and edified in your walk with Jesus Christ. And now, stay tuned as we bring you the teaching for today. Good morning, everyone. My name is Fidelis. So you can always call me Fidel if you want, or Fidel. It's always a, a, a joy to, to stand and, and share the word. And I really strongly believe that more than anything we need in this life, God really wants us to, to be interested in his word. Because that's where he has stored up everything that he has given unto you as a gift. Now, today, uh, it's sort of like a, uh, an exhortation. I'm not going to speak for long. It's really from my heart to you. And it's pretty much what I've, um, I've lived on, I've, I've dwelt on this, and, and I'm standing here this morning as a living testimony of what God can do in the life of a man that he picked up from, from somewhere where there is Mr. Nobody, there is, um, what is your vision in life? There's just no way you can define where this man is going. And God picked me from that position and taught me his word. And I can, I can say to you today that more than anything that humans have put in place to instruct people, to educate people. I don't think it's anything compared to God's word in the lives of people. Like I said, I grew up under some um, kind of strict way of living and so much of tradition, family tradition, environmental influences. You know, things that you know, if you take from where we were and put us in the limelight, if there's any light shining there, it's going to dim. Because <laughs> there's just nothing in there to harness to become something. But I remember um, sitting down and reading God's word as a student. I happened to take um, religious studies in my high school days. Can imagine doing a um, your first GCE um, O-level exams, and Christian religious study was one of my course. And I remember I would just sit down, and my, the textbook was nothing more than just read the Bible. Genesis 23 to Exodus 12, Numbers chapter 12 to Deuteronomy 28. It's, that's the scheme, you know, for the syllabus that we have. So you just sit down, and read the Bible. You know, what I, didn't, what I didn't know then was that God was using those opportunities to build into me his way of doing things. You know, coming out from school and then graduating into um, higher studies, I began to see that these things that seemed to mean nothing while I was, you know, reading has matured to a point where they began to make sense in my life. So this morning, I really want to um, just encourage us. 
The word of God probably may be rebuke, maybe reproof, maybe an encouragement. You know, it could be a charge. However you feel, when you're hearing this word, please know that God is speaking to you. This is not about me at all. It is not about what I know. It is all about what God has for us today from his word. Amen. Amen. Now, it's, I'm going to do a very long read. Uh, we're just going to read the scriptures and we'll see from there what God has for us today. So please turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We're going to read from verse 1 till the end. Now, just to give you a preamble that Jesus began to teach the multitudes and there are many things that he taught them. But sometimes we hear so much and we thought that hearing is enough. And we're going to read and then we'll see what Jesus told them at the end of his sermon. If you're there, let's now continue reading. Verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. With what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your eye? Hypocrites, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the plank or the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them, they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who finds it. Finds it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Will you know them? Sorry, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruits, but a bad tree bears bad fruits. A good tree cannot bear bad fruits. Nor can a bad tree bear good fruits. 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And then from verse 24 down to 28, it's where I want to lay my emphasis today. And then it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears this saying of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these saints that the people were astonished at his teachings. For he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. Amen. Like I said, I'm going to dwell on 24 down to 27. But just before we look at that, I want to show you a picture or, or rather an image, and we can talk about that to start with. Now, I'm sure most of you know about this um, iconic building. It is called the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Now, there's, a, there's so much history about this, this, this building, so much so that it has become a high um, tourist site in modern Europe and is located in Italy in a city called Pisa. So it's popularly known as the Leaning Tower of Pisa. P-I-S-A. Now, what's the story about this? Construction about this building, on this building started on August 1173. And if you put things together, it's almost 800 years ago we're talking about. Now, it took about 100 plus years to eventually finish construction. About 200 years plus, sorry. Now, it is an eight-story building, if you count from, from the base down up, sorry, up, it's an eight-story building. But while construction was going on, on the second-story building, or the second story of the building, they discovered something not right. The building has begun to sink. And I was like, wow, they've not even gone anywhere ahead. But it is over that the building has begun to sink down. So they stopped. 
But at that time in the history of Italy, there were so many wars happening. So this building actually had so many inter interruptions. So at that point, they left it for about 100 years. Nothing was done, was done about it. So I believe at that time, the soil underneath it had time to, to sort of, I don't know the engineering term for it, but sort of regrouped and was able to hold the structure for at least 100 years. And then building started there again. Now, one thing about this building is that, as, as far as scientists could tell, that they, they noticed that the building is falling at a rate of one to two millimeters per year. Right now, um, it is 10 degrees off its perpendicular structure. 10 degrees off. So it's tilted somewhat this way. As you can see. Now, and it has been like that for quite some time. And they've summoned experts in engineering, scientists to come and sit down and you know, talk about how we can save this you know, monument from collapse. Millions of money have been spent to ensure that this building at least remain like this. Now, what the, the best they could do is to put uh, a structure to support the building, at least to, to, to angle it in such a way that its falling will not eventually fall to the ground and collapse. So it has remained some, somewhat like this as a result of the structures that engineers put together just to keep it standing. It's become a tourist um, site. But, you know, there are some details that we need to know about this. It so happened that the name Pisa in the Greek means a marshy land. And truth is that they have actually put a foundation there on a marshy land, not strong enough to hold a building at least of that height. And one very interesting fact again is this that the foundation is only three meters deep. <laughs> At some point to notice, it's only three meters deep. But why I'm bringing this as, as, as a point of reference this morning is to know that, is to make us see that once there's something wrong about a foundation, there's very hardly anyone can do about it. The only thing you can do is to support it for the rest of its life. To support it and put a support structure for the rest of the life of that building. Now, today, I want to bring us, you know, as, as a reference also to, to something of this history. We are building the houses of our lives. You and I are referred to in scriptures as the house of God. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In, 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 in First Peter, I talked about we, we, we are built as a house to God so that Jesus Christ has become the chief cornerstone. 
So there's a building construction going on in our lives. But the point we want to look at this morning is not the finesse of the building. It's not how the building looks on the outside, but what's ha- what, what, what's happening down below. Now, truth is that every human being is standing on a foundation. But the point we have to ask ourselves is, how strong is that foundation? How good is that foundation? Now, Jesus began to recall here, he says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, he says, I would liken that man to be a wise man. And then he began to describe what that man does, or, or what he did with his word. So he's wise because this is what happened. When we take God's words and apply it into our lives, this is what happened. We are like that, this man who digs and put a foundation deep down in the rock. Now, let me give you a, a little um, picture of how it is. The, the earth has a, um, about four or five layers what they call the earth structure today. Very good, thanks for that picture. You could see this is um, known as the soil profile. The earth, or whatever you call it, has structures and they have layers. The first layer, the second layer, the third layer, the fourth layer, and then the fifth layer. The first layer is what you and I relate with, what we see, what what we step on every day. We walk on this every day. It's really everything around. The sun is there. The organic layers are there. The you know, living organisms, and that's where grass grows. But there's something more than that. There's, there's a much more deeper level of the soil surface. You have the deeper layer, and then down and down it goes. But deep down there, there's what you call the rock, the bedrock. So when we're talking about building on the rock, I'm not referring to us going to climb up a hill and put a housing structure there, a building on a hill or a rock. We're talking about going down and down and down until we hit the rock level. That's what Jesus was saying. Now, let's bring these two men into our study this morning. The man who builds on the sand, thank you, and the one who builds on the rock. I believe they, were, they both heard the same message. They were in the same meeting, they heard the same message. But what they did with the message when they went out there made a huge difference in their lives. Now, metaphorically, the other man who built on the sand went out there and began to build. And of course, you, you will agree with me, when he starts building and then you see the structure, everyone is praising him. Wow, man, you're doing a good job. While the other man begins to dig. And this guy's house has already reached the lean town level, ready to be roofed. But this seemingly stupid man is still digging. And I'm sure people would like, like say, well, well, can't you see your mates moving higher? Can't you, you guys started the same day. Can't you see his, his building is already at a, at a level where he, you know, is ready to roof. And then put a finishing touch to it. You are still digging. You don't seem to be aligned with what is happening in, in, you know, in, in life today. You're sort of backward. 
And probably the man has finished roofing and then, you know, putting the finishing touch to the building. And then it all, it all comes out well. Beautiful painting. Well laid out. Good fittings on the inside. And everyone will give him a thum- thumbs up. Good job, man. See your mate, he's still digging. <laughs> still digging. And then the seemingly, you know, stupid man dug and then he got to the, you know, rock level. And then he began, he began, he began to lay his blocks for his building. Little by little, began to lay the blocks. He got a good foundation, well-structured and strong. And then he began to lay his blocks to the lintel. Eventually, he finished his house. And probably people will say, well, eventually you did it. Oh, your, your, your man has been living there for two years. You just finished your house. You both started the same day. But then came the realities of life. And the truth is, if, I mean, you and I, if you've lived on this earth long enough, one thing you would, you would know by yourself, you don't need to be taught by any man, is that in life, there are challenges. In life, there are pressures that come our way. In life, things happen. Some way beyond your, your grip to control. It does, it does happen. Jesus warned his disciples, he says, in this life, you will have tribulation. But take urge, I have overcome the world. But it's just a way to prepare your heart and look, if you live on this earth, one thing that is common amongst men is challenges. The Bible says they had no temptation that has happened to us, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow us to be tempted above what we are able to bear, but will, with that temptation, make a way of escape that we will be able to bear it. It's common to man. You think you're going through something in life and where, wow, this is, this is just, why, is, why me? You know, why me? You single yourself out as if this thing is happening to you only. The truth is, it happens to everyone. Someone has gone through it, you are just going through it. Someone else is going to go through it. That is life. Now, the pressures came. And Jesus painted a picture with the elements that we can, we can relate with. He says, and the rain came and beat upon it. And the floods came and beat upon the house. Both houses. And the winds blew and beat against it. Now see how it goes. The rain came, pressures from above, pouncing on the house. The floods came, pressures from beneath, pouncing on the house. The wind came, pressures from every angle, east and west, blowing upon the house. But then, this is the reality. The Bible says that the house that was built on the rock stood. But the house that was built on sand, on sinking sand, on marshy sand, fell. And if you notice Jesus' words, just clear, he says, and great was the fall of it. In other words, it fell in such a way that it would be very difficult to start up again. Because something has gone wrong from the very beginning, the foundation. 
thank you for listening to today's teaching. We hope you were blessed and are refreshed as you listened. If you're considering supporting Mountain Springs Church in any way by giving, prayers, or being a part of our launch team, please contact us at info at mountainspringschurch.ca or follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Mountain Springs Church CA. Thank you for listening today and God bless you.